Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me today. I'm really excited that you're here. So you are the owner and founder of SB Yoga. Correct. Which you started, we just talked about it, March 16th, 2020. Yes. <laughs> I was open for one week. Yes. Um, that's great. One week, it was, it was good enough for you to continue. It was. you're still here. I'm still here. Yeah. So you obviously shifted to an online format or an out yes. of, you know, like a virtual format. And yes. how did that go for you? It had its ups and downs, mm-hmm. but we were able to accommodate people and <laughs> learned a lot about technology through that process. Sure. Yeah. Uh, got some AirPods. Got Actually, it. one of my students like bought them for me, nice. which was cool. She's like, yeah, we have to keep going. She's like, yes. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I need this in my life. So I'm going to invest in this for you. So I really appreciated that. Well, I have to say that most, some businesses started because of the pandemic, you know, as far as like being online, but you, you started in person. It's a physical business. It's, it's yoga. So you would expect there to be, and people have done yoga online, Yes, but a lot of other people thrive in a classroom environment and, you know, kind of feed off of each other for encouragement and, or slight competition sometimes. Yes. Good. Um, but most, I would think during COVID, especially you would want to have something that was relaxing and kind of, cause it was stressful. Nobody knew anything. I mean, we were out washing our groceries for God's sakes. You know, we didn't know what it was, was chaos. Go- it was complete chaos. So to have like, something that was a little bit grounding, throughout a chaotic time had to be pretty good. So I'm glad that your students stuck with you and invested. I actually taught outside a lot, nice. which was cool. Yeah. So I like would go to Allegheny college and put my tripod up. Great. So it was, it was fun. I, it forced me to be a little more creative. That's awesome. So now you're three years in. Three years in, hard wow, to believe. that's crazy. And um, you're expanding. You have two new instructors. Two new instructors, both certified, uh, Gabriel Grant and Heather Mullinix. Okay. And Heather just, well, they're both uh, just moved to the area okay. within the past six months. Wow. So it's kind of cool to bring them into the community because I've been here for about seven years now. So we're all kind of outsiders, but yeah, making our way in. Sure. Um, but they both did their certifications in... Well, Heather did hers in Arizona and Gabriel started in Arizona, but then finished his training in Huntington, West Virginia. Okay, great. Yeah. And so he started in June and Heather just came on in the past few weeks. And how is that going? It's going well. Good. But like I said, we we were talking about a few minutes earlier. It's, I think, a little scary for people to try out new instructors because they're completely new and they don't know about them. And I think one of the reasons why I've done as well as I have is just because I've been around here doing it for more years than right. I've been open. Yeah. I mean, people knew you because you would do private lessons and you would teach at different functions and stuff like that. You would do workshops that people knew. And then when you were like, hey, I'm going to put Roots down and open up a studio, you already had done all the groundwork to get yes. people to trust you and everything else. And they're like, well, I'm going to go see Sarah Beth in her studio. It's not surprising that they're a little hesitant to maybe go with a different instructor or just try to experience a different instructor. Um, It it takes time to build that trust, especially if you're used to something being consistent. Um, So I'm just trying to encourage, encourage Gabriel and Heather to not give up. 
No. Not get frustrated if nobody shows up. It no. just takes time and it consistency does. to really build a clientele. Absolutely. And, and to find your style and like what works for people. Exactly right. And you just, it's sort of, they're starting their own kind of yoga practice yes. and business within yours. Uh, that's a good way of looking at it too. So they're going to have to go out and hit the streets and get some clients. Start getting the word out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can't be all me. No. <laughs> so what made you get interested in yoga in the first place? So that's kind of a funny story. I dappled in running for a short period of time. Uh-huh. How'd that go for you? It, it didn't end, end up well, but I decided to run a half marathon in Hershey, PA at the time. Okay. And I didn't really do proper training. I just kind of increased like, oh, my runs. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And then the day of the race came and about mile 11, I just like, I just stopped. I, I mean, I did end up finishing the race, but I just like all my body functions just shut down. Yeah, of course. And I was in a lot of pain and my legs were messed up. And I actually had a Groupon for a yoga studio in the town. And I went and I didn't know what to expect, but it just clicked with me. Have you, had you at this point ever done no, yoga? No. No. No exposure to it whatsoever. Uh, I had friends who did it in college, but I never really got into it. Mm -hmm. So it was really my first exposure to it. And it was a power yoga class. It was faster and, you know, the sweaty kind Uh and a warmer studio. And yeah, but I love it. Good for post-marathon. Yes. Yeah. You're like, (laughs) oh my God, I need people. That's awesome. So you like walked into a studio and you're like, Okay, I think this is this is it. You know, this is the thing for me. Yes. That's pretty cool. Not a lot of people have that experience. No. So, and then you got your training and Yeah, so then I started going pretty much every day after work. It was like the one thing. I didn't like my job at the time. I had to I was a nutrition researcher, which sounded really cool. Yeah. But I had to kill mice and like wash glass and acid and work yeah. on a computer all day yeah. and it just didn't really work for me yeah so I look forward to yoga and then when they said they had the training I was like oh I'm signing up for it nice so it's just like everything aligned everything aligned but my family ironically didn't want me to do it so they tried to like persuade me to go to get my master's instead and like so you could kill more public mice. health yeah I was like no I'm gonna do this so well, it's a way of doing public health. It is. It's just a different it's just a different modality. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do they think now? <laughs> uh, I think they've come to accept that this is my path. I don't know if they're the most uh, understanding of it. Are um, they supportive? I, they're supportive enough. Well, that's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you started a business in the in the beginning of a pandemic and it's still open. So I think that, I think that that's, you know, (laughs) big pat on the back for you for sure. Yes. So what's been the, the thing that you have learned the most from yoga? Like what do you get out of it at at this point? You're an instructor, you have a business, you have three people or two people working for you. So you have three total instructors, including yourself. Like what is the most, what's the most satisfying and what's the most difficult? I think the most satisfying thing is just the practice itself. I mean, it's just can be so relaxing. I mean, it can be really whatever you want it to be. You can make it challenging. Mm -hmm. You can make it easy. You can kind of find what you're looking for or feel like you're lacking in your life. And for me, I've struggled with uh, depression and anxiety throughout the course of my life. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of helped me manage that in a more natural way Um, and just... I'm kind of a shy person, but 
I feel like when I teach, I'm more confident because sure. it's something that I've really learned well, or I've just done it enough times. I actually have over 3,000 hours of teaching now. That's amazing. So I've done it quite a few yeah, times. Yeah, you've, you've got a few classes under your belt. Yes, yeah. and that's what I tell people. I'm like, you just have to do it a lot, yeah. and that's how you get better. Right. Uh, the difficulties, I think all small businesses struggle with this, just like the natural ups and downs, the ebbs and flows, just the unpredictability. Like one week we'll have 25 people come to a workshop yeah. and the next week we'll have two. So yeah. it's just like, what's the rhyme or reason? I uh, Why? Or, or maybe we'll never see those people again. And yeah. you just never know what the reasoning is. Yeah. Sometimes at that point you're like, man, I really need a crystal ball to kind of figure out. It's, well, it's, like even watching Dig Deep, I mean, we had maybe five or six the first time. Yeah. And then the second time we had like 15. Yeah. And then it was like back down to five. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a weird situation. I think it, and also timing of the year is important. It is. Um, all these things. All of these things play a factor, but you can, you can try to justify it as much as you want, but there's never really a hard or fast rule. Um, I think people respond to the thought of doing something. They're yes. saying like, oh, you know, I would love to do this. And then they get caught up in their own lives and then they'll go, oh, that was last weekend. I totally forgot about it. It just, it just, it happens more frequently than not. You just have to be consistent. Yes. I think that's the key. That is definitely the key with yoga is yeah. just consistency. And that's what people rely on is just being there on time and mm -hmm. showing up and giving them a consistent product. Yeah, absolutely. So most people, and I love this about SB Yoga is that you really hammer home that yoga is for everyone. It doesn't matter where you are, flexibility wise, where you are, if you've had a surgery, wherever you are, yoga can meet you there. Yes. Which I think is something that in the past, oh, I do yoga. That means you're like super bendy, super flexible, very fit. And it's like a high end stretch. And that's not it. No, literally my 80 year old landlord is doing yoga yeah. just to for his health and yeah. he loves it and I'm like that's like such a testament to the practice and we have a, a six-year-old and an eight-year-old doing yoga too so yeah. it's like the whole lifespan the whole lifespan and I think it's something that's really good I started doing yoga first time in consistently like weekly classes they used to have weekly classes at on the top of the creamery and come oh my gosh that's so cool yeah so there was a yoga studio on the creamery when it opened and there was like a several instructors and you could sign up to do different yoga classes. And I think I started doing that maybe 10th grade That's consistently. Really cool. And it was like, I had done ballet before and all this stuff. And a lot of the stuff is like breathing and, and the stretches are very similar and all that kind of stuff. So, but I think movement, any type of movement consistently, especially as you get older, yes, is extremely important. Like in your 20s, you can probably get away with not doing a lot. Even your 30s hit. Heck yes. So, <laughs> now that I'm in my 30s, I yeah. can say that things start to hurt a little things, bit more. Things uh, pop and they, you know, you can throw your back out doing you know, silly things, various normal activities, like, I don't know, raising your hands above your head sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's insane. But it, the fact that you, I think the thing to think about when you age is you need to find something that you can commit to doing on a regular basis and a consistent basis. So find whatever that is for you, if it's walking, if it's swimming, if it's doing yoga, if it's doing, you know, if it's, if you're running or a runner, 
you have to keep your body moving and you got to do something and you, you got to commit to it because and you have to keep doing it. Yeah. I just tell people, I'm like, you, I'm like, I've been doing this for 12 years, like almost every single day. Yeah. Like you have to just commit to the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> I know it's a little daunting, it is, <laughs> but it's like, it's important because you will lose your flexibility and you'll, you'll lose your ability for balance, which is also something that gets worse as you get older as you're balanced exactly. and can cause injury very quickly. So, um, I, I love that. Don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated. That's what, uh, I just had a new student come and he said, what I really like about your classes is they're very non-judgmental. And I look around and I see people of different ages, different shapes, different yeah. genders, like yeah. everyone's joining together. And I love that about this community. Well, and that's perfect. So if that's, if you're ever hesitant, if you're listening to this and you're going, I don't know if I should, and you don't even have to be in Cumberland. No, if you're listening you to this, you're like, okay, I need to, I want to start something. I want to see if I can do this. You have a great online catalog of courses that people can use, but also like seek out a, a local yoga instructor and just like talk to them yes. about your concerns. And I'm sure if there's somebody that came to you and said, Hey, I really want to try this, but I have this limitation and this limitation and this limitation, you can easily say, you know, not a problem. I can, we can do a we modification. Can modify, we can use a chair. We can do a private session. We can use the wall. We can use props. I yeah. mean, there's all these different. So props, that's um, blocks and straps and bolsters. bolsters. And I just added blankets nice. to the equation because we started prenatal yoga. Oh, wonderful. I had a pregnant student come to me and said that she was interested and sort of encouraged me. Well, and you guys had encouraged me to do it too, because nobody's doing it in the area. No. And postnatal as well. And exactly both. And then yeah. hopefully if we get a group together doing like mommy and baby yeah. yoga classes where it's they really, can all be together. I think a lot of, and you and I talked about this in the past, women after they've had they a child. They more. They don't have a necessarily a support system in place for their body and what it has gone through as far as changes muscular wise, the core, the core, everything, and even balance because you're so your balance center of gravity changes throughout the weeks of pregnancy. So getting all of that back and then maybe just having a half an hour to yourself yes. after a child is really important. So important. So I think that that's amazing. I'm so glad you're doing prenatal and, and hopefully postnatal yes. stuff too. Because it's it's one of those things that women are high-functioning members of society that are responsible for a lot of stuff. Yes. It's nice to have um, support systems in place for, for women especially. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how that takes off in the upcoming weeks. Nice. Yeah. So props. We'll get back to props. Yes. We talked about because we went to prenatal. Now we go back to props. Props are amazing tools to use if you can't quite get your hands all the way to the ground if you can't get your legs all the way straight you know the straps and the blocks really can help you do that and I actually incorporate the props into my beginners yoga classes um, on Tuesdays I usually use straps and on Thursdays I usually use blocks do you um, find that that helps keep yes. people from not getting so frustrated with their practice? Especially yes. The and beginning? it just gives you a little more, like you were saying, like foundational support and it helps with alignment. And just as you learn it, it's just a great tool that I wish my teachers would have said, hey, you're a beginner. Let's start with these. Sure. But you can use them your whole practice. I like practicing with props. So um, I notice that some people will start and they'll be really strong with yoga and then they might have an injury. 
Oh, and then, then they there's can that, fall off the map. They can fall off the map, but also I feel like they, when they start again, they feel like they should be starting from where they ended prior to injury or prior to whatever um, the setback was. Um, and you and I both know that that's not. You kind of have to start. You have from to start scratch. from scratch. So I feel like using a prop throughout your practice is good because you, you could just even have an, like a bad week. You know what I mean? Like yes. you could just be like, I don't know what is going on. I just cannot get, I just cannot get there this week. That's okay. It is. It's a practice. It's not perfect. Yes. We always say that. I nice. love that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so anybody that's on the fence about yoga, what would you say? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> just do it and thank me later. No, I'm, I mean, you have to do it more than one time. That's yeah. the thing. So how many, so if someone's like, how much, how much, how much time do I have to devote to be I would say ideally 30 minutes minimum. I think 30 minutes is a good, you'll get like a nice little buzz from a 30 minute class, okay. but up to an hour. I mean, I don't think you need to do 90 minutes like in the past, maybe like five to 10 years ago, that was the norm. Mm -hmm. But I think an hour is really kind of the norm now, 30 minutes to an hour. I would say three, ideally five, but three, three times a week would be great for yeah, start. Sure. So what kind of classes, we talked about pre and postnatal, but what other kind of classes do you teach besides beginners? So we have yin yoga, which is a slower style where you hold the poses three to five minutes. So that's a little more of a meditation class as well, because it's just mentally challenging to sit and hold without a lot of movement. Sure. Um, we have our intermediate class, which is obviously a step up from beginners, and then our advanced class, which is a step up from intermediate. But I don't recommend most people take that unless they've been practicing like three to five years right. just because we're doing more advanced things. Sure. And, um, we have wall yoga, which is great for beginners and people who've been injured because mm -hmm. it just provides that extra support. Um, and then the most popular class or the favorite class of all is the, is gentle yoga, which is kind of no planks and no planks. All. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but most of my like clients ideal, like it. They yeah. like it. Yeah, they like not having to hold planks for three to five minutes. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned meditation. That's something that you incorporated into the practice. Yes. Now, it's definitely not as popular as yoga, mm -hmm. which is frustrating sometimes. But um, it's more of a personal thing. Um, I have one student who has practiced with me for a few years. And you can tell that it has actually like changed her the way she thinks and she um, just went through a surgery and the doctor was amazed because she was like putting herself into a meditative state. He was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And she's like, I'm nervous and I'm meditating. Yeah. She's like, I meditate. He's like, wow, I wish all my clients did that. So I'm like, that's kind of cool feedback. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do guided meditation. Um, we either do seated, which is a little bit harder depending on if you're a beginner or not, or laying down like a supine meditation, which is called yoga nidra, mm -hmm. um, which is like a sleep-based meditation, which I really is, is probably my favorite. It's the most relaxing. Um, you can wrap up in a blanket. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> so uh, what do you do when people start to snore? That's when you got to like give them a little shake or <laughs> grab their toe. It happens. Oh, I know. Or just let them go. Or just let them sleep. Sometimes yeah. it's I'm like, it's maybe good. they need this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just, I think it's, 
I think the meditation practice or portion of uh, yoga kind of gets missed because it it's towards, usually towards the end of class and, you know, you're in Shavasana and people are like, I'm just going to chill. That's when people fall asleep sometimes. Yeah. Um, but to have a whole, the whole practice be a meditation. Is, I think it's intimidating for people. Yeah. And do you think that uh, meditation has been around for thousands of years? Yes. But the ability to maybe access it in a way that's not so intimidating is kind of difficult so have you figured out a way of of doing that I think guided meditations are a way to make it a little less scary for people instead of just being like hey sit in the complete silence for 20 (laughs) minutes with your back straight no movement nothing and try to quiet your mind I mean people are just going to be like no I can't do that well no that sounds that sounds awful yeah it sounds torturous yes I mean like I'd be thinking about everything but meditating yes exactly and that's what happens your mind actually gets more active when you start to meditate um so you just have to learn to observe it and just kind of watch and be amazed at how the mind works Mm -hmm. but it just I mean honestly it takes years of practice yeah so to then, do the seated, but to do guided, I think anyone can sit down and listen to a five, 10 minute little guided thing, talking about the breath, talking about relaxing your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I've done. And I feel like that makes it more accessible. When you, you did, I remember a sleep guided meditation, which people could sign up for and listen to it whenever they wanted to, which yes. is like really, I think really smart on your part because you can just do the the meditation and people can access it anytime they might need it. Um, so did you, was that successful? I mean, I would, I mean, I would think that people always have problems sleeping. So. Yeah. And like you said, having a recording for people mm-hmm. was really helpful because they could find the right time that worked for them. It was really hard when I tried to do a live class to find that sweet spot time sure. for people because it's like all, everyone goes to bed at different times. That's right. And, you know, I th- and also if you're just like having a very stressful, high stress anxiety day, it might be nice to just put that on to kind of like lower your anxiety levels a little bit. Um, So you talked about your own personal issues with anxiety and stress. So is yoga and meditation your go-to methods? Yes. Yeah. What do you find works the best? I would say, honestly, meditation over, like if I had to choose one or the other, Mm -hmm. I would say meditation is probably the the best way or the fastest way um obviously but yoga comes in a close second uh at five ten minutes just moving just moving just moving getting, getting out, out of your, your head. head yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that helps too I mean that's the that's the thing so I think you've, you you want to take a yoga class and you're kind of hesitant to do it maybe just start online with like an online class Cause that way you're There's so many free resources out. Yeah. and actually on my website, all the videos online are free so nice. people can just test them out. Yeah. And then see how you like it in your own private space, yeah, where living you room, budget, wherever, yes. you know, and you can, you can start and stop at your own pace. But I do recommend going to a class because there is that really nice community aspect too. And just it has like a, an uplifting energy that you kind of miss when you do it online, mm-hmm. I would say, but and you get to just meet people who are on the same path. Sure. Now, you mentioned Dig Deep. You are doing a costume contest. Yes. Now, this is, we're going on three years. This is <laughs> three the third years. time you've done it. The first year, we had over 20 people, and it was during COVID. I'm like, uh-oh, this is bad. I should <laughs> Super spreader event. <laughs> <laughs> right. So now you're, uh, so the 30th of October. 30th of October. Which is a Sunday. 
and it's from uh, 12 to 1 12 before to 1. the brewery opens. Yep, before it opens. And then you can, what's the, the benefit of that is that then once the once brewery opens, you can you have can a celebrate. beer. Yeah, you can have a beer. Exactly. So the uh, costume, you come in costume and do yoga and yes, costume. So it's kind of silly. Yeah, why uh, not? It's fun to, that's something that they did at the studio that I learned yoga in, in Hershey Yoga on Chocolate, because it was on Chocolate Avenue. That's amazing. So uh, it, it has since such shut down, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I dressed up as a flamingo my first year, and I had like a feather boa tied around, and like all the feathers, feathers came out, <laughs> fell mm-hmm. off, and the teacher was so mad at me. She's like, Sarah, these feathers, like I can't get rid of them. <laughs> um yeah, so don't maybe do, don't, don't, maybe don't, wear, don't feathers, wear feathers, but anything else will go Yeah, and just make sure you can do yoga in it. But it's just fun. Just be goofy. Yeah, and be goofy. Have a good time with it. And, get and, a little exercise in and then support Dig Deep. And yeah. I think it's, uh, we love it. We love the yoga at Dig Deep. I think it's great because. The space is actually really good for yoga. Space is awesome for yoga. It's full of natural light. And that's something else. It's like if you don't have time during the week. Here's a great place. Try to do it on the weekend. It's on a Sunday. It's from 12 to 1. Just it's the day before Halloween. Day Come before on. Halloween. Like, how could you not do it? I know. I just think that, and even if like the night, night before, you know, whatever's remaining of your Halloween costume, maybe you could put it on and come down to the pub. So yes. I think it, it would be great to have a lot of people come come and try to, try to do the yoga there. I hope so. Yeah. And then I'll give away mats and memberships and things like that. Wow. So there's incentives. There's incentives. So... Put on your best costume. Put on your best costume because we're going to be mm. voting. Oh, old-fashioned hand, old hand raising. In the an- past, I've used like paper and pen, and yeah. it got a little complicated. I think maybe we'll just do maybe applause. Maybe applause. applause. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, this is exciting. So, uh, if you are on the fence or you do yoga and you want to win a costume contest with the yoga mats and everything else and memberships, you should definitely check this out. Yes. So where are you located? Where is SB Yoga located? So we are located off of National Highway in LaVale, um, right next to where Sally's used to be. Sure. Um, in that little complex, there's like Colors and Jackson Hewitt and a state farm on the end. It's just that little strip mall. Um, and I'm kind of smack dab in the middle. Yeah. You have a nice sign and it's a triangle logo yes. and there's plenty of parking. So yeah, you should check you out. And Zim, what's your website for people that want to so check out? So it's sbyoga.sutra.fit. Fantastic. Well, Sarah, you have to come back. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to doing some guided meditations. That would be great. We'll especially do it around the holiday season because we yes. know that that's a stressful time of year. But uh, in the meantime, think about your Halloween costumes, yes. everybody. And hopefully we'll you'll we'll be back on the show and you can tell us all of the crazy things you I saw. I look forward to it. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. No problem. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, check out our website. It's recordtechlisten.com. While you're there, you can find all of our other previous episodes for you to listen to for free. If you like what you hear, we encourage you to subscribe to the show. And like magic, every new episode will show up on your listening device. Please leave us a review, rate us, all that good stuff. Tell all of your friends and family. Share on your social media pages. The more people who know about the podcast, the bigger it can be. And we appreciate you for listening. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much. Mm-hmm.